Where's my coffee? Hold on. Yeah, it's definitely a day you have to hug the mug. Oh, that's that's the start of the episode right there. Hello, <laughs> welcome back to the Conscious Contact podcast where we need coffee. My name is Janae Peavy. I'm here with my co-host Susan Sanders. Uh, we were joking right before we started that we're not going to have anything to say about this topic because we've never felt this way before. And Tell us about lie. it. Tell us about it. Well, let's introduce the topic first. Yes. It's decision fatigue, <laughs> um, also known as analysis paralysis, because mm. I like a rhyme. If I can't get alliteration, then I'm going to want it to rhyme a little bit. Yeah. Um, I also call this my default mode. Yeah. <laughs> same. Fatigue. <laughs> and let me give you an example. So, and, and it's not been recently, because I think the grocery stores have sort of cleaned it up, or trends have, but... I remember a time when, this is probably five to 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and I'm grocery shopping, whatever, I need to get yogurt, standing in the yogurt aisle, and there are hundreds of kinds of yogurt. Mm-hmm. You've got Greek, and you've got non-Greek, and you've got plain, and you've got flavored, and you've got probiotics <laughs> and not. And I started crying. <laughs> oh, okay. I have two master's degrees and I manage multi-million dollar budgets and I can't choose the yogurt. Yeah. The struggle was real. It was bananas. Mm -hmm. Absolute bananas. And you know what I did? I left without the yogurt. Yeah, fuck the yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Nobody needs yogurt this bad. Mm -hmm. Our guts are just going to be probiotic free. (laughs) And we turned out fine. (laughs) that is the crux of decision fatigue for me so many options I just spin out and fuck it and I'm out I just can't anymore yeah ditto yeah what does it look like for you yeah that (laughs) leaving without yogurt that um just leaving uh period Mm -hmm. uh the other thing that I run into also is as I have things in my cart and this goes for groceries and for like a regular store, like a Target or something. I'm putting things in my cart. I'm walking around. I'm telling myself I'm having a good time. You're having a good time. You're having a good time. Um, <laughs> and I'm slowly talking myself out of buying each and everything that I have in my cart. And then I slowly go put back everything that I have selected. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know and where it, that comes from, honestly. Well, I was going to ask if it comes from the overwhelming amount of choices you have to make so then you make the choice all over again to not have it Uh uh-huh yeah I think it's that and uh I'm worried I'm going to regret purchasing something already like that's where my Uh mind jumps to yeah or I don't really need it which is the case sometimes (laughs) sometimes that's true yeah um but I I think a lot of it is I don't want to have to think about this item anymore I want my life to go back to how it was before I thought about this or saw this. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's just like that hair trigger. Like I go from, okay, yes, this is a good find or I need this or whatever to I don't want to have to let this take up space in my brain or my body anymore mm-hmm. and go to the checkout register and then continue to think about this item. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be done. <laughs> And then when you play the tape all the way through and you leave without those items, what happens after that? Most of the time, it's great. 
Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, I'm like, good job, me. Yeah. I didn't buy unnecessary crap that I don't really need. Because if it is something that I truly have on my, like, here is your face wash that you don't change, you need to buy mm. more of this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is easy peasy. But again, that's not really a decision. Like, that's I right. know I'm going to purchase this thing over again. I'm just looking for a sale at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's the new things. I think I also, it's not that I'm not a clutter person. I'm definitely like maximalist clutter person. But as far as like individual items that people don't give to me that I purchase myself, mm-hmm. I hate having a lot of that around. Like non-sentimental attachment. Right. If it's not a knickknack or something someone's given to me. It's hard for me to, like, bring more stuff in. I'm constantly getting rid of stuff. Luke probably thinks I'm insane. (laughs) Just the amount of stuff that I, like, either put in a bin and then go look at it in a year and a half. And if I haven't thought about it, I get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Like, any kind of, again, like, um, decor items that I bought myself that I didn't get from a thrift store that are, like, I bought new for some reason. Mm -hmm. And then I get tired of looking at them eventually because there's nothing behind that. Right. For me, clothes as well is the same thing. So you're pretty decisive about getting rid of things. Yes. Just bringing them in. (laughs) Yes. That is the decision fatigue. What what do I pick and you just let it go? What do I pick? That's the whole problem. Mm -hmm. What do I pick and am I picking the right thing? Yes. So let's Uh. let's let's trace that because that is one of the notes (laughs) that I wrote about myself that I do tend to. And I was talking to someone. I'm I'm trying to remember the conversation. It might come up to me, but. The gist of my decision making is I would rather do something and have to recover from it, you know, have that regret and then have to deal with the regret uh-huh. rather than um, not do something and wish I had. Oh, so this is a, a little bit tangent to fi- decision fatigue because like I wasn't going to say, well, let me just buy one of every kind of yogurt <laughs> and then... Mm-hmm. Um, rather than not buy it. So that's a little bit different. But if someone um, so this this will be like vacations I've gone on Mm -hmm. or um, books that I've bought. Uh, Gosh, I'm trying to think of examples, but I would rather say, well, let me go ahead and do that. And then have to process the fallout with my therapist (laughs) or um, apologize Mm. if it's something that I've said. And so I think the more I connect with myself and, and and learn what I really like. Yeah. Because we've talked about for a long time. And I think, I think you were like this as well, that we both didn't know what we liked. We just liked what everybody else liked. Yeah. Yeah. So the more I figure out what I like, I can get more of that and it Mm -hmm. eliminates the decision fatigue. Yes. So how does regret, that's kind of the thread that I was tracing originally, how does Mm. regret play into your decision fatigue? Yeah. When you were talking, I was thinking about two different scenarios. One, um, like if I'm going to pick something like clothing, Mm -hmm. I am the opposite. I would rather not do it and have more time to think about it and regret the not getting it Mm -hmm. than what you were talking about like deal with the fallout after yeah um I I just like to think about stuff for too long I mean that's not a good quality like I know that probably sounds cool but I I don't like I'm not a philosophy professor like this is not Mm -hmm. good for me (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would rather overthink it and like if it continues to stick out to me like three months from now then I'll go buy the thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of making the knee-jerk decision 
Yeah, see, I don't want to think about it for three months. I, I want it to yeah. be done and move on. I, I like take a screenshot of it on my computer and have it on my desk desktop. And mm-hmm. if I still need it, still want it, and still think that's the best option, mm-hmm. I'll revisit it when I have like the budget and I'm ready to actually make the purchase. Yeah. Instead of making um like I don't even know what the word there is a word and it's right there, but I can't figure it out. Making those just quick snap decisions. Snap decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the other thing, like regret, meal planning and like cooking every night, wow, decision fatigue. Um, yes, oof. I feel like this is a different type of decision fatigue because de- what I was talking about with the yogurt, there's just a bazillion choices. Yes. And I guess there's a bazillion recipes out there. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's a different flavor of it. So talk it more is. about that. Yeah. So it could be... Do I do chicken? Do I do pork? Do I do beef? You know, you start, I start with that. Like Mm -hmm. I have to make that decision first and then I have to decide, am I going to do Spanish? Am I going to do Italian? Am I trying to do something American? Am I like what? A new recipe. Yes. Standby. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, When's the last time I made this? Um, If I'm picking a new recipe, is it going to be good? (laughs) Yeah, let, uh, let me stop you right there because that's yeah. one thing that I did circle that I wanted to come back to is is the regret comes back in sometimes because I want to make the perfect choice. Yes. Yes. And spoiler <laughs> alert, there is no perfect choice. No. There are just choices. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So does perfectionism come into play? And what does that look like? Kind of. I think more so it's people pleasing rather than perfectionism. Mm. I want Luke to think that I'm amazing and I don't want him to ever eat a meal that I make that he is not in love with. And he already has. Like right. when I didn't used to know how to cook at all, there was plenty of that. The cow's out of the barn, time to shut the barn door. <laughs> yes. And the thing that he brings up to me all the time, because I'll make something new and he'll be like, oh, I don't really like that. Like I'll eat it, but like, don't make that again. Yeah. And I get a little hurt and I guess he can tell. It's not like I'm vocalizing it because I'm a, my face shows everything. And he'll say, is this your recipe? Did you come up with this? No. So don't Mm -hmm. get offended that I don't like it. You just made the damn thing Mm -hmm. by the directions that this person said. And we just happen to not enjoy it. We have a different taste than them. Oh, God. What did I make one time? It was was a gumbo recipe Mm -hmm. from um, like a homemaker book that was sourced from like regular people like they just all emailed this one woman and she compiled them Uh uh-huh susan i have never tasted so much salt in my life i don't know if her measurement was off and it was a typo or this person there's no way that she could eat this much salt that sounds right up my alley i love salt i mean i do too (laughs) but this was like even beyond that this is what you would put on meat to preserve it back in colonial times wow it was horrendous like we i had to throw it away yeah yeah and i was like i'm so sad because this took me three hours to make this gumbo and i had to make the the not bechamel where you brown the flour for a really long time till it looks like milk chocolate. Not a roux. Not a roux. Gosh, I can't. It's uh, the base for gumbo. It's like a specific word that I'm never going to remember. So we'll move so on. All of you listeners that are just out there shouting that word. <sighs> yeah. Just comment it so I can be done with obsessing over it. Make more space for other things. Exactly. But yeah, it's, it's the, I don't want to regret the effort I put in. 
Right. I don't want to regret making it because then we don't have dinner. (laughs) Not that that's the end of the world, but because that is my job for all intents Mm -hmm. and purposes, Mm -hmm. a lot of those feelings of like getting a good review come into play like someone with a normal job would have a quarterly review or something right um so there is a little bit of like performance pride attached to that and if i don't get a tens across the board type of Mm. thing that's hard but again i'm i'm not coming up with recipes on my own yeah (laughs) so the desire to have those tens across the board you wouldn't call that perfectionism no Mm -mm. because if i don't if i fall short like if it's eights and i know it's eights i'm like huh, good enough uh-huh. Yeah. But if it is like twos, right? I think I have a, the same feeling as anyone else. Like, oh, no, I put all this effort in and I still fell short. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that makes sense. Um, and I think part of the idea of the trust and the the trying things, too, is that is or excuse me, the trust is part of the recovering from regret and imperfection. Mm, yeah, yeah. Is it now I'm trusting myself a little bit more to make some of those decisions. So as I figure out what I want and trust myself more, the decision fatigue comes in less. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it's almost like, well, I don't need to solve the decision fatigue. I need to solve what's causing it. And yeah. it's been interesting to kind of pick that apart. And do you find that there are certain times in your life that you have more decision fatigue than others? Right now? <laughs> yeah. And why do you think that is? <sighs> um, broken record, uh, my sleep. Um, mm-hmm. When I have the cyclical depression that's happening right now, I mean, it is January. Um, a lot of the times when I haven't set myself up for success, like what I mean by that is more so like to-do list decision fatigue. Like, okay, I'm going to wake up and, and I'll, I'll, I'll say what I do now versus what I used to do. Okay. Okay, I'm going to wake up. I have a daytime moisturizer and I only have one. I'm not trying a million and I have a daytime SPF and that's all, that's it. Mm -hmm. And then my makeup routine is very specific. Like here is the, the concealer, the mascara, the eyeshadow, the brow gel. I don't buy anything else. I'm not trying out new stuff. I don't play around with different eyeshadow colors. Like. No, no decision fatigue there. All right, we're moving on. Mm-hmm. Clothing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have tried a million ways to, like, not have to think about what I wear. Same. Other than, like, make a uniform. Which, I mean, I guess I kind of have. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, I wear a lot more dresses than I used to because then I don't have to pick a shirt and pants. It's just one thing that I pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've whittled it down to where I know what styles of shoes that I like and I get the most use out of. And I have one in a brown and a black. Right. <laughs> of all of those. Just really. And I mean, it goes along with you saying knowing yourself more. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Knowing what I use, knowing what I like, knowing what fits me, um, semi knowing what colors I enjoy on myself, all of that so that Anything that I'm picking from is going to be something that I feel good in also. Yeah. That's like a whole nother episode, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's really, that can be really hard getting dressed and continually not enjoying the way that you feel in the clothes that you have mm-hmm. um, is a whole decision-making process. Go ahead. Sorry, but, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. And food, then you're like, okay, 
What am I drinking and eating in the morning? What am I doing when I first wake up? The more that I mm-hmm. streamline my to-do list, like I have a morning routine checklist now. Mm-hmm. Just because that I don't have to think until like 10 o'clock. Right. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. Um, and the more things I can make automatic, the better that my habits become as well. Mm-hmm. The less that I'm intentionally having to choose to do a thing. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's one of the things that has helped me is having a default choice. Mm-hmm. Like you were talking about your moisturizer and your makeup routine and yeah. things like that. Um, And we're saying this because the decision fatigue isn't working for us. Yeah. <laughs> there are going to be some people probably that are listening that are like, oh, my God. So you have one eyeshadow and you have no eyeshadow? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, what in the world? I love all my eyeshadows. I love to be able to color my hair on the regular. I love yeah. And if that is what, again, the values, this is, you know, connect, making that conscious contact with your values and what matters to you yeah. in an authentic way. If that is what, if having choices speaks to you, then yeah. you don't understand the burnout that we're talking about comes with the decision fatigue. Yes. What someone who wants lots of decisions, they're going to feel burnt out when they have really rigid boundaries. Mm -hmm. So I think I I do want to acknowledge the fact that we're coming from a point that having all of these choices is exhausting. Yes, this is just our personal experience with it. It, This is not going to be how everyone feels very aware of that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so what I also hear you saying is that the default choices that you've picked are the ones that work for you because yes. you also not you um one <laughs> okay let me say it this way i have found in the past that sometimes when my default choice is crappy and not good for me not healthy not connecting to my values then that causes just as much stress as yeah. having too many choices yeah if i don't have a my if my concealer doesn't match my skin tone anymore because it's summer and i'm more tan yeah, and, and I you, look crazy. Right. You catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and you're Ugh. like, oh my God, I got to go home, but I have all these things to do and everyone's yes. going to see me yeah. janky. And normally I don't catch it until I'm in my car. Why is I the visor know. mirror so damn real? It's got like a truth filter on it. Oh, it's like, oh, forgot that chin hair. All right. Yes. Great. Do you keep tweezers in your car? I used to. I did too. When I, I was need in my to car again, more. honestly. Yeah. yeah. Again, I'm... I, like you said, I'm not really in my car that much anymore. <laughs> the the <laughs> eyebrows, the, the random plug, I mean. It's rough. It's rough out there. Sorry if there's any men listening or any women that are in their early 20s. It'll happen. Just wait. They pluck their wait. eyebrows too. Uh, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that that default choice. And in the business world, they call it the minimum viable product, the MVP. And that product has to be viable for where your life is right now. And you yeah. started to go down this road. So I want to circle back about the sleep. Yeah. So you're you're struggling right now and it's not going well. And that colors everything else. Mm-hmm. So I think that is what you're saying. And I don't want to put words in your mouth. So I'm going to a- ask you to talk more. But when you're not sleeping well, that colors everything else. So what beauty and freedom that you don't have to make a decision until 10 a.m. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Like I know what I'm going to be doing, where I need to be. I'm like checking my calendar before I go to sleep. So I'm not surprised by an appointment or an event or whatever. 
I'm intentionally scheduling myself for less things so that I have more time to just be here in case I want to take a nap and I'm able to take a nap. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is making making more space in my brain because I have less space right now than I normally do. Right. But also I I do just really like routine and simplicity and yeah, not having to think so damn much about the not insignificant because it's still things that you need to do in a day like basic hygiene and stuff like that (laughs) but the less that I have to fill my head with like stuff of this world decisions Mm -hmm. the more that I can be in my recovery or be in my spirituality with my higher power be thinking about other people be thinking of myself less Mm -hmm. and that inherently makes me feel better yeah I think this is a good place to stop and talk a little bit about our sponsors today. So we talk a lot about recovery and living a recovered life on this podcast. And if you are one of us and you're looking for a way to better organize your recovery life, I was in the same boat. I searched Google and Etsy and found lots of awesome planners that had great quotes and pretty layouts but nothing that had the true reminders of what I needed to do every day to continue on my recovery journey. So I made one. Renew Planner is a physical paper planner. No distractions from an app on your phone that you can easily close and then scroll on Instagram. It makes you be in the moment with, again, all those gentle reminders for all the things that help us to continue to live an organized, recovered life. Head on over to RenewPlanner.com and use the code PODCAST10 for $10 off your first planner. Hey, it's Susan. And I love the conversations Janae and I have each week talking about authentic connection. And it's very closely linked to what we talk about over at Sustainable Sue, which is where I help people create a life they don't need to escape by making small sustainable adjustments to what they already are doing in life. So over there, we have a weekly essay about all these kinds of topics. And if you'd like that delivered to your email, just come to sustainablesue.com slash join. Yes, I absolutely get that. But you have to remove a lot of decisions. And I mean, also, some people might not get it because, you know, they go to work and they're at work for that huge chunk of the day. Mm -hmm. And there are decisions to be made there. But when I'm thinking back to my past, when I went to work, I had very clear expectations what I needed to do each day. There's Mm -hmm. to-do lists, there's projects, there's whatever. Like, yeah, there might be someone that randomly needs a meeting or a person that needs help with something that I have to figure out like a crisis Mm -hmm. but at home I'm deciding what to do next on my to-do list what to take out of the freezer to make for dinner what to clean now what's a who to reach out to Uh, just Mm -hmm. there's so many tiny decisions and then if you have children and you add that on top of it yes you have to make so many more choices right (laughs) every second of the day yeah and I've read some things that say that there are I think close to 10,000 decisions we make in a day. Uh, I've not found like the original source to that. So it's somewhat anecdotal, but I would believe it. Like on the way driving here, there are probably four ways I know of to get to your house. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a decision. So the fact that I have, I'm just going to take the same way every time. (laughs) Yes. And (laughs) 
I generally wear the same coat every day. If it's below yeah. this, this is a coat I wear. If it's yeah. this temperature to this temperature. And, and I'm like that with my breakfast and my lunch, too. Mm-hmm. I have, like, certain things I eat for breakfast, certain things I eat for lunch. Because that eliminates when I sit down to make the grocery list. Yes. I don't have to think about it. Ugh. When I am hungry, angry, lonely, or tired because work is going off the rails, mm-hmm. I don't have to think, do I want to cut some uh, cheese off the Velveeta block? <laughs> and, oh, no. Well, this is what I've already decided to yeah. eat. So it eliminates a lot of the immediate and then also the tangential decisions I need to make. Yeah. And then, then I can decide, okay, am I making this decision consciously mm. to add the Thin Mints to my plate at lunch? Because I've already decided I'm going to have the sandwich that I always have. Yeah. You know, peanut butter or turkey. Sometimes I get real crazy and go back to peanut butter. But <laughs> um, I can decide after I have taken care of my base level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes. I'm yeah. not hungry and you're lonely tired. Do I still want the cookies? Yeah. Yes, I do. I yeah. will have those. Yes. Yeah. But you have the ability to make an informed decision. Yes. That's like what that. all of this goes back to. Yes. Whether it's picking up a new item of clothing that you find that you're missing in your wardrobe, you have mm-hmm. to get clear on what you're missing first. Yes. It's like, okay, it's 20 outside. This jacket is not cutting it. I, and this is a real example because I bought, I saw it at Target. Again, this is one of those things like I saw it. It's on sale already. There's only one left. It's in my size. I'm like, okay, I'll think about this. So I left mm-hmm. it there that day. And then I guess it was Monday, this Monday, when the wind was just <laughs> biting and it was freezing outside. And I've got like active puffers, like short ones that hit at my hips and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a super long, like, I don't have a dog. But my thought when I see people wearing these is this is a take a dog on the walk when it's freezing cold outside, like super long, almost to your ankle puffer yeah. thing. And I had seen a couple and they were like, okay. And they were really expensive. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I live in North Carolina. I don't need Arctic rated <laughs> puffer jacket. And saw that at Target, I guess, that Saturday before. And then Monday came and I said, I'm going to Target. And I went and it was still there. And I was like, this is destined. And I went to <laughs> check out and I put it on before I left Target because it was that so cold. And then yeah. I wore it yesterday. Or no, I wore it Tuesday. Didn't go anywhere yesterday. So I didn't wear it yesterday. I'll wear it today when I go for a walk. Mm-hmm. I knew that the hole was there because I keep kind of like a ticker of things that I could use that would be very helpful in my wardrobe that Mm -hmm. I don't currently have or I don't have a good option of or that option might be falling apart and I need to purchase a new one like shoes or whatever. Yeah. And it just slotted in there, but I wouldn't have known to keep my eyes open. I wouldn't have made the decision to get it had Mm -hmm. I not already known that I didn't have something like this in my closet. Um, And it made me feel good about that decision also. It became a non-decision once I realized it was a price that was out of this world. Mm -hmm. It fit a hole that I needed. And it was freezing that day. So it was immediately going to make me feel better. Right. (laughs) It's like a huge comforter. It's the best. But it it is a getting down to your base functions as a human mm-hmm. and setting yourself up for what do I need to like survive today and feel good mm-hmm. and then build on that or not build on that. Some days it's just 
some days are survival mode. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've been in a lot of those recently and I'll just meet my basic needs and then put together a puzzle for five hours. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) just be done with it. Yeah. Um, But it, it does. If you don't understand what decision fatigue is, God bless you. Um, But if you do literally just continually looking at the processes you go through, I mean, just from waking up to going to sleep, look at how many choices you have to make and like cut those down. I'm not there yet, but one of mine is like underwear. I need to just go get all the same Mm -hmm. in every color in all the different cuts that way, or maybe just all black. You know what I mean? Like that way I just whoop. Yeah. And be done because Mm -hmm. that decision can put me over the edge sometimes. I feel that way about (laughs) socks that if they're all the same, then I don't have to worry about the time it takes to match them. Yep. Or I can just throw them in a drawer and then just pick out two. They don't even have to be matched. Yeah. And think about how many steps that saves you, Mm -hmm. decisions that you're making with laundry. Yes. I mean, it also helps me with delegation. So I mm. I get the same um, running shoes all the time. And so I can just say to Paul, can you order me another pair of shoes? Yeah. Inevitably, the color will have been discontinued. So he jokingly sends me the hot pink ones. Uh-huh, and, you know, uh-huh. we have to talk about it. But um, <laughs> it, it can help the delegation as well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, like if I always get the same thing from Starbucks, it's easy for Anna to just drive through and pick up something for me too yes and I think sometimes that you know to help other people help me I guess yes and as women we're not great at that I am terrible at that I was talking to somebody I wasn't gonna say that but I'm terrible at that too. yeah <laughs> we're not great it's That's bad really it was bad um no I mean like legit I'm terrible um and I've got people all around me that continually offer help and then when they offer it even if I need it and probably especially when I need it I'm like, I don't need your help. I can do it. I'm not saying this particular thing but in my body. Yeah. I don't need your help. What do you think? I'm not capable, blah, blah, blah. And that's residual shit from childhood and how I used to live my life and all that stuff. But yeah. it, I want people, I want to know myself enough to be able for other people to know me mm-hmm. and be able to make those decisions very easily. <laughs> So that I can delegate. And we kind of, we talked about little soldiers in the dishwasher. I don't know if I'm ever going to get there with that. <laughs> like, you should know how I like my, di- and I mean, I have tried to train. Yeah. Um, But I, I think that again, like going back to knowing yourself, do I want to, sp- is it more important for me to spend the brain power and the time and all of that on doing the dishes? Does that make me more fulfilled, that decision? Mm-hmm. Or does me being anxious and watching someone else do it? Like, which one of those is less uh, energy zapping? Right. <laughs> and making yeah. that decision. <laughs> yep. I had the same conversation with myself last night that I... I was so hateful that I had to go clean up the kitchen and I'm using clean up the kitchen very loosely. Like mm-hmm. it was put three plates in the dishwasher, like boom, <laughs> done, put the pill in and, and hit yeah. start. Yeah. God, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> Am I going to be saltier at tonight, Sue, running the dishwasher or 
will tomorrow, Sue, hate that I didn't just take that five seconds? Yeah. And so I, I think kind of what we're getting at is when you're feeling that overwhelm and burnout and the prickly and the heat and whatever it means to each of us in our body, stop and think, like, what is one decision that I know is right yeah. for me now, mm-hmm. me in the future? Like, what feels most true? Not necessarily what we say to ourselves in our head. Yeah. Because I was like, well, clearly when Paul gets home, he's going to see I didn't clean the kitchen and he's going to, well, he's probably going to be tired when he comes home. Mm -hmm. So we all have the best intentions in our mind. But if we're, when we're feeling that in our body, you know, asking what is the next right decision I need to make for right now? Yes. It doesn't have to be the same decision forever Mm -hmm. because that's the other beauty that we, that I have found in sobriety is. It's okay to change my mind. Yes. There's no perfect decision. There's, um, you know, really no regret because regret just tells me some information. Yeah. If it Don't went, make that recipe again. <laughs> right. If it went well, great. Do more of that. If yep. it didn't go right, like what is wrong with a recipe? It's just data. Right. It yeah. is just data. Yeah. The other thing that you touched on, I think is sums it up really well too, is if you're struggling, like the undercurrent of what you were saying, if you are struggling to make a decision... How about choose an action instead? That way you don't have to decide anything. That's good. Instead of me deciding, should I do the dishes right now? Yeah. Why don't I just do it? Like um, the whole, like, if it takes less than five minutes, just do it mindset. Mm -hmm. Totally buy into that a hundred percent for me anyway. That helps my brain a lot because I think, oh, these dishes are going to take an hour. No, they don't. (laughs) No, they don't. Right. It can feel that way. But again, like, where are my headphones? Where's my podcast? Like, Mm -hmm. how about I set through it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Like set myself up for success in that way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just, just step into the action. What is the next right thing to do? Just do that instead of making a decision. Right. (laughs) Decision. Just do. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Don't think, just go. Yes, just go. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, any other thoughts on decision fatigue? No, I don't want to make any more decisions on what to talk about. So that's it. (laughs) That is a great end cap. I I wish I would have asked that after our joys. But let's transition into joy of the week. What do you have for us? The wonderful power of God doing for me what I could not do for myself Mm. um, in a very surface level way. But I mean, it is a big way because I'm excited about it. Um, I play Mahjong and I have one game currently and it's once it's supposed to be once every week, but inevitably someone's out of town or something happens and someone can't play. Um, So I've been kind of sad about that. Um, I got an amazing automatic mahjong table for Hanukkah and I've been wanting to like have more games so that I can Mm. share that with people and they just can't play that much and I play during the day and that can be hard for people so I was volunteering at the um is it triad or Greensboro Jewish Film Festival it's one of the two Mm. and there was a woman walking around with a mahjong mask on I was like, oh, I love your mask. She's like, do you play it? I said, yes. And then the two people that were volunteering with me heard that. And they said, we're always looking for a fourth. And I'm like, wow, get out of here. Yeah. So I have a game next Tuesday. 
fantastic. A new one with new people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll have one probably towards the middle or end of February with the other lady. So I gave them both my number and I'm like, seriously, let yeah. me know because <laughs> I want to play. Um, and that was just so, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> so when you went to go volunteer that day, were you gung-ho about going or were you like, oh my God, I don't want to leave the house? Oh but yeah. I mean, I always feel like I don't want to leave the house. Uh-huh. Yeah. I knew that I was just going to go and sit and like help them set stuff up and cross people's names off the list. So it was very like low stakes, very chill, but it was like a, I got to go. I got to find where to park. I got to find what entrance at Wellspring because there's like 50 million right. of them. Um, and all so, of that went fine. Sometimes I feel like Finding Mahjong players, for example, is a reward for making the right decision. I I think so. I think it's doing what the best version of myself would do Mm -hmm. and show up and, you know, like uh, be able to keep my promises to people, be somewhere when I say I'm going to be somewhere, like all of those things. Yeah. 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 And that really is the idea of God doing for me what I can't do for myself. And then we're rewarded with things like that. Yeah. Small yeah. things, but yes. they're meaningful. They are very yeah. meaningful. <laughs> what about you? Um, well, I have the best hairdresser in Greensboro. I know you can't tell it from looking at my hair. Sorry, Danielle. <laughs> um, she see previous decision fatigue that we just talked about. Uh-huh. When I go in, I just want my hair cut. Yeah. Like she is like a master colorist. Always has done some amazing things. Like her social media profile is just fantastic. And I will never take, never knock on wood. I don't know. I might, but I probably will never (laughs) take um, her up on her massive talent. Mm. And she is fine with that. And it just makes the most epic experiences for me every time I go. Like she washes my hair three or four times. Yeah. She lets me read in silence. She shoes away the person who comes to schedule so no one bothers me when I'm sitting and reading. And she does the neck massage in the hand. She puts the towel on my face when I'm getting shampooed. Gosh. Like, I'm sure none of that is a haircut. <laughs> like, she's just cutting my shoulder-length hair that I've had since I was 10. Mm-hmm. Um, And I just... It brings me so much joy every time. She doesn't care that I'm never going to have my hair colored, even though she's a master colorist. Yeah. She just, it's enough that I'm just in her chair. Yeah. And gosh, I love having somebody like that I can count on. Yes. It's pretty fantastic. And I know cynical people are like, well, I'm sure you're paying her. Yes, and. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have also paid for other haircuts more than that. Mm -hmm. And it's not been a great experience. And I've just felt like a you know, a cog in the wheel of their business, but inconsequential person that they see, you know, 10, 15 people a day or just one of the many. Right. Right. Like I've had a massage therapist answer his cell phone in the middle of the appointment. No, I would have been like, okay, can you leave? I'm getting dressed. Goodbye. I would now, but you know, 20 year old Sue wasn't going to do that. Oh God, no. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like don't book when I'm on your table. Yikes. yeah, so I just it brought me so much joy. I know she has this gift, but she's okay that I'm not to that decision yet. So. Yeah, yeah, love it's it, great, love it. Well, we are gonna help you with making a decision on what to read next. 
because we have a That's book the best club. Segue I've ever heard. <laughs> we have a book club. If you want to find out what the book is, sign up for updates, all that good stuff, go to consciouscontact.com and you'll see a link to join the book club. It is amazing. Uh, without giving too much away, it is definitely twisty, turny, mystery, maybe murder. You'll have to read it to find out. Um, and we are going to have our book club discussion at the end of this month, mm-hmm. February 27th. Mm-hmm. I think we said 7 or yep. 7.30, something like that. Mm-hmm. If you sign up, you'll be able to know and I won't have to remember. <laughs> um, and it is a wonderful time. If you're reading and you want to let us know that you're a part of the community, it is hashtag CC Podcast Book Club. I think mm-hmm. I got that right. Yep. Um, I am at Janae PV, and the uh, podcast itself is at Conscious Contact on YouTube and on Instagram. And where can we find Susan? Yeah, I am at SustainableSue.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Sustainable underscore Sue. Wonderful. See y'all next time. Bye.